Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Randy, Big R Hire, a.k.a. Reagan Bush. Joining me, as always, live via satellite, we have Will Willinium Scoville. <laughs> What's up, Randy? How's it What's going? What's going on? Oh, I'm not doing... much. We just watched uh, one of my favorite movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Tapeheads. Yeah, tapeheads. And I am thrilled to introduce our guest, the wonderful Liz Green. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here to talk about this wonderful movie. Thank you for coming on and bringing yes. us, again, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's a classic. I was, I was hoping to cover it, and I'm glad I'm not the one showing uh, showing it to someone for the first time. I'm glad you brought this uh, to the table because uh, it's true fans of this movie are few and far between. So you're in good company. Yes, it is a great one for sure. This uh, is really the only way to do this, I think, because yeah. like I am actually not a huge tape heads <laughs> fan. Yep. And uh, I know that you like it a lot, Will. And so I thought it'd be best. I know like Liz loves it. So mm. like, I was like, well, it'd be better to have two people be positive about this. And then instead of me being like, oh, to counteract. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to balance things out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, very quickly, uh, this movie tape heads from 1988, directed by Bill Fishman, whose other big credit is the car 54. Where are you movie with David Johansson and, and John C. McGinley, uh, <laughs> which I've never <laughs> seen it, but I remember it coming out. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it is about uh, is John Cusack and uh, Tim Robbins, who are brothers, question mark, maybe just close friends. I don't know. I guess. No, they're, they're just really I think close they're, friends. Yeah, they're like, okay. yeah. So I could never figure that relationship out. But uh, they go into the music video business and it's a music video movie produced by Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Yes. Yes, I think that was one of the reasons I got into it because oh, really? I was like a super big monkeys phase in in middle school, and then oh, wow. discovered that Mike Nesmith produces. Who, side note, his mother invented liquid paper, right? Yes, yes she did. The minor trivia fact there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. He's isn't he the he's the water guy in there? He mm -hmm. has a little quick cameo in there too, yep. right? Uh, so this is part of of his string of movies that he produced, uh, which includes. Uh, Repo Man and uh, uh, what is that? That Time Writer <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. is another one uh, from his kind of string of movies. And then, of course, he did Elephant Parts, which was the precursor to MTV. Uh, he was a big proponent of music videos, and that fits firmly into this movie, which is a showcase for music video production. Indeed. Um, so, Liz, uh, you said you kind of found out about this through Mike Nesmith, or did you find out about it through another way? I honestly, like, I'm just a, I was a big Cusack nerd. I um, say, yeah, you love Cusack. I'll just fess up right there. Yeah, I mean, I was the <laughs> one that, like, I would go on IMDb and print out, like, his, you know, filmography list and, like, go to Hastings and, like, try to find as many rare gems and, like, highlight them all off my list. So... I mean, that that was on my list for a while. But I mean, I feel like I can't remember if I found it at a store or if I had to like really search it out. I mean, it wasn't an easy one to find by mm -hmm. any means, but I know I had read about it and I know 
because I, it was like him and, and Robin. So it's like, what a great cast too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. No, I love, I love every, yeah. I was telling Randy, I was like, it's just, it's got so many good, like little Easter eggs in it. And like every time you watch it and it's like, it's like the epitome of what I, I was saying, like for me being raised primarily, like we were pretty sheltered growing up and we watched a lot of like three stooges and a lot of slapstick and like goofball comedy. And I feel like this is kind of like the eighties progression of like that, you know, like that. what, yeah. Because it's just kind of that like slapsticky, but it's just got so many funny little things that if you blink, you miss them. That like mm-hmm. you know, just like the the light bulb moment, you know, when he's in the middle of a bar and you know the light bulb comes on in the back. I don't know. There's just so many good little moments in that that movie. When they come up with the name for their was it action video or whatever video aces was, video aces already yeah. forgot. <laughs> What's the band they love called? Swanky Modes. Swanky yeah. Modes. Because right when the movie started, she was like, Swanky Modes. And I was like, <laughs> what? I've seen this now three times. This is only my third time seeing it. I saw it back with the second episode to bring up the fabled Weaver Brothers. I watched this with Danny Weaver, the yeah, young, this was a better Weaver brother. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I uh I um I didn't like it then. I didn't like it much about a year ago when I watched it, but this time I eased up on I want I just want so much to like it. This movie to me is like Buckaroo Bonsai is another movie I think about a lot. Mm-hmm. We're just like it has its fans and I'm just not one of it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think it's funny or good. You know, I have not been able to get into that movie either. I've Buckaroo tried. Bonsai. Yeah, yeah. I've made it. I've made a very good effort. You know, a very uh, sincere effort to like that, and I just can't. I, it's hard. You know, it's got a lot of stuff I would like. It's just like it doesn't fit together for me. But like Repo Man, for instance, it's just more. Repo Man is more. Punk. I was talking to Liz about this. It's like there's some sort of like Blues Brothers ass element to this. Yeah. And it also reminded me of this movie called OC and Stiggs. It's like Robert <laughs> Robert Altman. Robert Altman's worst movie. Yeah. But uh in that movie, OC and Stiggs are obsessed with King Sunny Aid. <laughs> and it just sort of reminded me of, of that where it was like, it's like just this movie, I think, would be remembered so much more if it actually had like dead Kennedys and stuff, like if the soundtrack was just like fire. I mean, it is, it's, it's like got it's, score I mean, it's by got, Fishbone or whatever, but well, like, yeah, Fishbone is in it. And then like, uh, Devo has that song baby yeah. doll, but they're like pretending to be the German when they're band. paint throwing the yeah, paint on yeah, them. Yeah. Getting covered in paint. And I'm like, that is Devo doing that. Yeah. So. That's what I, uh, yeah, I was pointing that out. They've got like, we were talking about that because we were just saying how watching this, we were like, it just seems like now, especially it se- the music seems so out of place for what mm-hmm. we would have expected, you know, like as far yeah. as like the swinky modes and stuff, which I mean, like I know all the songs and they're classics for me now, but you know, like I'm singing along, but yeah. 
they're also very cheesy. And I actually, I was funny. I went online just like out of curiosity. I was like kind of Googling about like just the score and fishbone and everything. And, uh, and I went online earlier and it was like, um, Sorry, I just totally blanked on what I was going to say. This happened, so I just apologize. No worries. You were Um, talking about looking at Fishbone and stuff. Yeah, I know, and I had a point to that. Well, let me put it to you, Will, while Liz is thinking about this. Do you like Fishbone at all? Uh, I don't don't dislike Fishbone, uh, but I'm not into Fishbone. Um, I think this movie was how I heard about Fishbone. I had never really gotten into them. The movie... the movie I associate with Fishbone is, of course, Back to the Beach, where they do the Jamaica ska oh, song. Of course, Back to the <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen Back to the Beach? I've seen Back to the Beach. Yeah. That's the um, Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon, Frankie yeah. Avalon reunion movie. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of fun, movie. actually. Yeah. yeah. I, liked, I like that movie. But uh, they, do, uh, they do make an appearance in that movie in a big musical scene. Um, and that's how I heard about Fishbone. I heard okay. about Fishbone because they're No Doubt's biggest influence or oh, one of oh, their really? biggest influence. And they're like a legendary ska punk band. Yeah. But they're, I compared them to Los Lobos earlier when I was talking to Liz where it's like, it's one of those bands where you hear about how legendary they are and you're like, oh, I cannot wait to hear this. And you finally hear it and it's like, wait, this is what yeah. that band is? Anyway, go on. What were you saying? I cut somebody off. No. Oh, no, I, I already, I mean, I still don't remember what I was going to say, so it's totally fine. <laughs> it's all good. Happens. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. It's oh, fun that Fishbone did the score to this movie, for sure. I mean, Well, yeah. and just the fact that it's like, you have Mike Nesmith, who's obviously like a musical powerhouse, or fairly right. I mean, he was like really yeah. the only musical one of the monkeys, right? Initially, like... Um, him and... Did Peter play? I think I think Peter played instrument okay. too. Okay. Well, but no, it's just interesting. I was gonna say with the music though, yeah, it's like you have like yeah, it's like yeah, you have the option. It's like you have all of these cameos. I mean, there's so many celebrities in this mm. movie. It's pretty star-studded when you go through like all the different little people that pop in throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I always forget how many people, but you go through that. Yeah. And it's like dead Kennedys. You have fishbone in there. You have like Devo doing music, but it's like, yeah, there's. Uh, Weird Al and Ted Nugent show up. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, Skip, I forgot. Skip Ted Bader's Nugent. from the dead yes. boys was in there too. Was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't see him. I just saw him in the cast. So I was like, Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Nugent. <laughs> they sneak him. I mean, they have him like, Throughout that whole movie, there's constantly like people snuck in that I forget are in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's people I don't even recognize in there, but like. And Jessica also, Walters, right? Oh, yes. As K Mart. <laughs> wig falls off at one point. That when they're was, doing limbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then, um, oh, in, uh, in the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles scene, which is a real restaurant. Yes, uh, I was. That's what I was telling Randy. I was like, I'm pretty sure my dad told me that was a real yeah. place. It's out in California, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. much a real place, like down in LA. It. Yeah, is that that's the what real I was guy? Uh, no, that's not the real guy. Uh, okay. But um, one of the guys, there's a couple guys, there's the, they're the Hanson brothers. And they used to be like sometimes just the Hanson brothers, sometimes the Hanson brothers. Not to be confused with Tulsa's Hanson brothers. Not, not those Hanson. <laughs> or the Hanson Recently Trump. disgraced. Handsome yes. Brothers Are they anti-vax or something? 
Oh, well, well yes, maybe. that too. But they're also they're also racist, and yeah. it's just, oh boy, it's a, great. It's the, just Google Hanson Gate, and you can find all the stuff on Reddit. It's it's <sighs> not that big. I not that I was cheering for Hanson, but it's just like a, yeah. another. Well, do we have any good people, man? I was I was a super fan. But the side note is that Randy saw that the wasn't it the director made one of Hanson's Christmas yeah. movies a oh. couple years ago. The same director did, which is Holy like a full, full circle for me, wow. which is very bizarre. But well, the Hanson brothers who are in this one, one of them is was They're on Slapshot, right? Yeah, from Slapshot. One of them was on um, one of those talk sh- late night talk shows. It's kind of the announcer. Um, and I don't know which one because I don't watch any of them. So, uh, but he, he, he was also in the Lady Ghostbusters movie. Like he showed up there. Hmm. He's a writer and a performer. And then if you know Gruber, who was the, the uh, counselor in uh, Freaks and Geeks, uh, they used to do a lot of work with him. Mm. And I, I would see them on stand-up shows and do like doing sketch comedy and stuff. Um, so a lot of little comedy people in here as well uh, that, that kind of pop in. So yeah, heavy, heavy cameo movie, uh, which is super fun. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, I don't know. There's just something about like the energy of the character. Like, the characters are like bad dudes. They are. They re- are not. Well, John Cusack is not is really sleazy. Yeah, he's love, very sleazy. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to counteract what I just said, but I do like it's fun to see John Cusack get to do something like this because he never mm-hmm. he's never like second fiddle. He's not like the crazy best friend in any other movie. He's the nerdy sycophant to uh, Anthony Michael Hall and. The movie, the rape movie, was it? 16, 16 Candles. Candles. Yeah, but um, um, he never has a role like this ever again or before. And it's like, it's fun to see him be sleazy. I was joking about how I think he modeled his look after Gomez Adams. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. He's got that little mustache and his hair is always fucking slicked back. <laughs> yeah. And then, but like Tim Robbins is kind of the nerdy guy in this. Mm-hmm. He's like the tech. Tim guy. Robbins looks like Michael Ironside's main henchman in Total Recall. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's got you know, clear plastic glasses, and yeah, he's got like sticking the, up. Yeah, his frizzy hair and shit. And then yeah. they like they drive that weird ass car. They keep. I love up. that, that car. car. It's so great. I love a movie with just like a very distinct car and it's mm-hmm. just like the car kind of becomes a character, but it's like not a major point of the movie. It's just like a quirk of the mm-hmm. movie. But I also, yeah, I love like that little detail too of like the, you know, like the tickets are slowly being added to at each time you yeah. see the car, there's a few more on the windshield. Like yeah. they keep it consistent, which I thought was cute. I like that they like have the same vehicle and everything for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Clue Goliger. It's fun to see him in a movie. He's he the, uh, who he's is he the, like? He's the president or whatever. The guy who's like going to oh, be yes. president. Oh, yeah. Norman yeah. Mart. Yeah. yeah. Norman Mart. Yeah. He's like the main villain, but he, he's in, uh, Return of the Living Dead. He's one of the main characters in that. He's the guy who owns the building that was housing the zombies or whatever, you know, the gas mm-hmm. that gets out and stuff. And he's in the hidden too. I'm seeing apparently. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I've I've started that movie several times, and I'm like, I need to be ready to watch this, and I I just oh, need to watch it. Oh, it's awesome! 
I know I it's love a, the I hidden. know people love it and I'm like I need I know I would love it too. I just never got around to it. I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it soon. Strap but. in, man. It's like it's got kind of like Terminator vibes, but mm-hmm. it's low budget as hell. Yeah. And it's all like uh it's all like brightly lit and stuff, yeah. which is fun though, because it's I don't know. I I, I like it, man. I think it's a it's a cool movie. The opening sequence is amazing. Cool. Yeah. But uh this movie, I mean, I thought, okay, another thing I'll praise this movie for, I liked the guy that initially hires them that's making them do videos on spec. Yeah. And Stephanie's like, am I crying? Mo fuzz. Yeah. And then even like at the end where he's like, well, he's like, it has to be a trilogy. All good things come in threes. <laughs> and they're like, no, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, as they're walking out, he's like, am I crying? He just says it, like, at the same, <laughs> not giving it anything more. It's just like, I don't know. That was funny. It's more, it's more funny talking about it now than it was I mean, watching it, I think. This kind of, like, is, I think it's trying to be a music industry version of something like, uh, if you've ever seen uh, Hollywood Shuffle. Like, it has the same vibe as, like, Hollywood Shuffle, the Robert Townsend movie, where it's, mm. but that's all the movie industry. Mm-hmm. And also the movie industry of uh, being a black man in the movie industry in mm-hmm. like the 1980s, early 90s. Yeah. Because um, I thought I thought this movie came out earlier. It's 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that does make sense. But I feel that like, you know, Devo was not in the same place in 88 as they were in like 83 or 84. Yeah. Because like I think Freedom of Choice came out in like 79 or something. Like super early. I kind of forget how, how early Devo popped. Um, and so that kind of like skewed it a little bit for me, but yeah, 88 almost like it's in that era of like, you know, like, like same year Beetlejuice came out, I think, um, which is wild to me. Robbins was in Bull Durham the same years. Yeah, man. Like Robbins was like picking up as well. And then yeah, you just have this like goofy ass movie that maybe they shot it like in like 86 or something. And it kind of sat around for a year. I don't know. I mean, it, it, unfortunately it completely does not predict grunge at all. No. Like it, it's so wrong about the future, you know, it's not, and it's like, it seems some of their ideas and stuff seem like it was like they came up with the ideas when they wrote the movie in the early eighties and then mm. didn't change them. It's like yeah. you're saying sort of, uh, but then, yeah, it's just like, it just, I don't know. I think it, it could have been updated at the last, I don't know, been more. Well, I don't know. Cause like I, I was watching MTV in, let's see, in 94, I was 13. Uh-huh. And when did, when did Nevermind come out? Like 90, 92, 92. I was maybe. Even yeah. I was like I 10 or 11 years old. I remember. And I was watching MTV a lot at the time and it, you'd have stuff like, like White Trash, Skid Row, Ugly Kid Joe, stuff like that that was on, yeah. which is very much to me in line with a little bit of this, but also more like the Bill and Ted movies, um, and which are also like pre-grunge. Uh, but like having Nirvana come on television was like something completely different than all that shit. And I think it took a lot of people by surprise. And so there's really no way that you could kind of predict that because people thought it was still going to be like, pseudo hair metal 
shit that was like maybe a little bit more trashy and fair stuff, enough. But I just think that it should have been, it would have been better if it would have been like a punk band or something and use a real band maybe yeah. instead of, I mean, what they did is fine with the, the, Tell me again. What's swanky the swanky mode? The swanky modes. I mean, I, I guess it's it's fine. It was a baffling, oh, that's what I was gonna say. It was a baffling choice. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I just that's what I was gonna say. Is I so I was looking around earlier and looking at music and just came across this. Someone had um a cassette tape of the soundtrack for sale on eBay for like twenty bucks, but it was like <laughs> it was like the Swanky Mode songs mainly, and then like the Devo song was on there. <laughs> but it was mainly just the like you know five or six songs of theirs. But I saw that they were credited actually as the Swanky Mode, so mm. I. I didn't realize that they actually like recorded those songs, I guess, under the name or for, for this movie, for the movie. right. I right. Right. I, I know that they're like known for something else. I'm just not familiar with them, but yeah, I'm not I've heard people talk about like, Oh yeah, it's like so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't know who they are. They're the swanky modes to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, well, and then, and then like also with the swanky modes, I just have to say like one of my other favorite things is their little like handshake and dances to the swanky modes in mm-hmm. this movie. Like the rooftop dance scene, I love. Yeah, that's a great scene. But at the very beginning, they do this like very elaborate handshake thing where they're in the security thing. Mm-hmm. And I tried, I introduced my, my brother to this around the time that I saw it for the first time. And he also has like fond memories of it. And I've always wanted to, with him, learn that whole handshake sequence. Yeah, it's great. It's Fucking awesome. But he does his thing that he remembers is doing the alphabet in sign language backwards, which we have also not done. But yes, that's that was one of the biggest things I remembered from like the first time I saw it. Because I was like, who does that? And who can memorize that? You know, memorize that for that one scene in this like fucking movie. Yeah. So are they friends in real life? Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been in a bunch of stuff together. Like, yeah. I know they're both like left-leaning, punk-adjacent mm. actors. I'm pretty sure you know. Cusack was like BFFs with Jeremy Piven, but I think I think him and yeah. Robbins had like... Yeah. yeah, they've done quite a few movies together. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any or have worked together on several projects, but they run around in the same circles. Are you or Liz... Are either of you into Tim Robbins at all? Like, does he matter in any way? I mean, uh, you. I I mean, I grew up like Hudsucker Proxy was a huge one for us. Mm-hmm. That's a okay. I forgot. Yeah, no, me yeah. too. I love Hudsucker yeah. Proxy. Yeah, yeah, he's great in that. That's that's one where I first really noticed him. Mm-hmm. And then Bob Roberts. But what else? I watched again, Bob Roberts. Recently. Very good movie. We were just talking about that. Neither of us. We started it like late at night or something, and we we just couldn't. It was too late, you know. That's. Yeah. But I I need to go back and watch that, you know. Uh, I think a mutual friend of ours showed me that back when I had different politics, and and I still thought it was pretty good. Um, but I watched it again recently, and um, holds up. I think it's really good. I think it, mm. it really. I watched it kind of. Maybe post, like right after Trump got elected, mm. maybe a year or three after. But, um, you know, for something that came out, I think, in the late 90s, it really it's kind of like that Tanner 88 thing that Altman did. Yeah. Where it's kind of like predictive of like what's to come and how like shitty politics is and, and everything else. And even 
mm-hmm. and uh, pokes a lot of fun at like SNL and how they you know will put on a conservative. And this was after I watched it again after like Trump had been on SNL when he was like running for office and shit. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just gonna put him on fucking SNL one night and have him do the Drake song and you know treat him like he's not this fucking awful thing for this country and give him a platform and everything. So. Uh, no, a very good movie. Uh, cool. Highly recommended if you can find it. Yeah. I like The Player, too. Yeah, The Player, another old movie. I just remembered, remembered that movie. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Hudson's like a proxy. I haven't seen that movie in years, but, I mean, I can I can quote mm-hmm. large sections of it. I know if I watched it today, I mean, that is a movie that, yeah, I had it on VHS and just watched it over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. It's well, definitely then he's, the Paul Newman movie I've seen the most in my yeah. life. <laughs> but he's also in, of course, you know, uh, uh, Shawshank was like, you know, yeah. which I guess um, I didn't see that movie until after I saw a clip on the Oscars because mm. I didn't know it was a Stephen King thing. And mm. now that's like a classic movie, you know, from cable runs. Yeah. So I, I definitely loved it when I was a kid. Have you seen Shawshank, Liz? You're going to out me like that. No, uh, I haven't. It, it, it <laughs> I've is seen a guy parts movie. of it. I feel like I remember seeing parts of it at church growing up. Like, I remember it being played, but I don't I don't think I've sat through it from beginning to end, no. It's like whatever, I don't know what you would call like, what you know, it used to be called a chick flick, but it's like one for guys where it's like, Guys get in touch with their feelings, and it's about positive male friendships. And yeah, like it's it's well, one of those. Well, that's cute. Movies. I'm here for that. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like, in the face of like really horrible shit, having a really like close friend. It is like an <laughs> epic bromance. It really is between Robbins and uh, Fre- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah, it's a good. It's a pretty good movie. You know, I'd I'd be down to watch that sometime. Wiz hasn't seen crazy stuff like Wiz is my age she hasn't seen forrest gump <laughs> i've seen the majority of it so okay let me That's just preface so all of this he's gonna make me sound like i haven't seen anything but i have like a very obscure like i've seen a lot of weird random stuff but yes. then there's, there's a lot of like classics that i have not seen so i i even out i mean i'm i'm that way too there'll there'll be things it's like oh you've never seen that i'm like nah you know, or some big yeah. movie from 10 years ago. It's just like, no, nah, I never saw it. Well, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying Forrest Gump. We were like 10 in that movie. Yeah, Man. but my, I remember you know? that was Ow. like, there were some scenes in that that were questionable. And I remember my mom, like, I think it was like, does she like take her bra off or something? She's, she's like naked playing a guitar <laughs> for like a second. I think there was something <laughs> about a bra that potentially may have been like a possible trigger that I couldn't see it for. But it's like, then you're telling me that. You know, it's I don't, and she that's, she would feel awful now. I mean, she would say that a, she didn't mean to. That's such but. like a squishy like boomer movie though. That's like, like yeah, I don't know. That's everyone like built for your mom and dad, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like if you go to there's a, a fish. Oh, I mean, warp. they watched it. We that's just like couldn't. A movie oh. made for your parents <laughs> to take you to and be like, see, this is you know. There well, was it was a, just like, like the Wonder Years and stuff like, <laughs> like you know. There were just some adult movies that it was like, you know, like Pretty Woman and like that yeah. both came out. And I was just like just young enough where it wasn't quite old enough to watch those with mm-hmm. mom and dad. 
And like, you were just old enough where like, you understand enough that it's not appropriate to show a child probably was the, I don't know. I was very sheltered for a long time. Yeah. There is, there is like some, there's like swearing in, in Forrest Gump, you know, uh, like Abby Hoffman saying like via fucking nom and shit, but it's so mild though. It's like, well, but also, also I will just say, uh, my very first movie that I was taken to in the theaters as an infant was Rocky horror picture. So like it, and then I wasn't allowed to watch like Care Bears or My Little Ponies or anything growing up. So I have like a very like it explains itself. That's but very if wild. you're gonna out me <laughs> on your <laughs> podcast, then I'm gonna defend myself. <laughs> well, I just think it's odd that you've never seen Forrest Gump. I don't. I know. mean, just honestly, like... by this point, I probably have seen like eighty to ninety percent of it. Fair enough. And I yeah. ate in the restaurant on a on, on a school a, trip in high school in where'd Hawaii. Where'd you go? <laughs> Hawaii, the Hawaiian one. Yeah, the Bubba Gumps. Uh, there, there's a guy I know um, who worked at the one at Fisherman's Wharf for like <laughs> at least like eight years or something. Hell yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. really putting Shrimp, in some time. Wharf. Yep, that's that is like. And if you're if you're familiar with Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco and any of the restaurants there, you'll know that a lot of their shit is like shipped in. It's the same company that ships uh, food to your high school for, for ca- cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It's canned, um, you know, clam and that clam chowder. It's all fake. It's all fucking window dressing. Gross. So, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. So. Uh, but it is like a perfect like boomer like oh we're going to San Francisco we're going to Baba Gumps and it's like right next to the Hard Rock Cafe and in Cracker Barrel <laughs> there's no <laughs> Cracker makes- Barrel in SF thankfully but <laughs> there, there was a Joe's Crab Shack for a long time oh uh, yeah I forgot about those yeah and uh, there was a Hooters over Joe's there Joe's Crab Shack I've only eaten there like once but I've only yeah. been there once and uh, yeah but. <laughs> that that is wild. I mean, Forrest Gump though, that was like such a huge deal. Yeah. It's just like everybody saw that movie. I mean, what about Titanic? I've never seen Titanic. Oh, I have seen that one. I saw okay. that one in theaters. I saw it once in theaters. Yeah. I never caught it. I've just never caught it. Um I don't know. The Matrix? I've seen that. I have seen that. I don't Pulp care fiction. for fiction. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Are you really going to do this to me, Randy? <laughs> I feel like Pulp Fiction, there's a, you had to, like, if you weren't there for, like, the hype, it's kind of hard. It's, like, it's something that you may have picked up or it's one of those things where I have a lot of friends who are, like, uh, maybe 10 years younger than me or, or mm-hmm. you know, around that age. And it's just, like, they'll, they'll watch a movie for the first time and they're like, oh, now I get the Simpsons reference. And I'm like, that's all their cultural... Uh, connection to it is like a Simpsons reference mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah man if you want to talk about all the stuff the Simpsons referenced you know there was me you know a lot of people who would just see that as a Simpsons thing but there was like folks like me who like want to know where that came from and then would go seek it out um, it's like that's how I found out about A Clockwork Orange was Bart Simpson yeah. dressing up like Alex for Halloween <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. you know and I was like what is this fucking movie uh so, yeah, it was just like I was that kid who would like have to go seek that shit out. Yeah. I remember some kid on the playground was like, man, I just saw this crazy movie. He was describing Clockwork Orange and said like, 
you know what scene he was telling me about you know i was yeah. just like whoa it's <laughs> like blowing my mind like this sounds insane like i can't wait to be an adult i can yeah. access all this media you know well, I, I wasn't saw allowed the movie to be way too young. The movie yeah. is like not for kids. And no, not I was just the, because of the content. It's just like not no. intellectually enough for children. I was in the fourth grade when that all came about, when I found out about it, and I got obsessed with it. And I, of course, my parents were like, You are not watching this. <laughs> but I did get the soundtrack, and I listened to the soundtrack endlessly. And that's the, the Wendy Carlos Beethoven mm-hmm. electronic, like on the Moog uh, mm-hmm. synthesizer. It was like, it just wore that fucking tape out. So speaking of scores, what'd you think about the fishbone score on that? Once I saw score by fishbone, I was listening for it. It was scant, but yeah, there was a few chase scenes where ska kicked in. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I'm just trying to bring us back to tape. Heads, I know. Yeah. Guys. We strayed well, pretty far away, but so good. I was, I was looking. So at this point by tape heads, he'd already done the sure thing, Cusack and better off dead mm-hmm. and one crazy summer. So He's had like, you know, he had had three good hits by that point. So he was at least like pretty well known. Yeah. And again, I don't know. I don't I don't know the whole like backstory to this. And I know, again, what kind of like Mike Nesmith was doing around this time Mm -hmm. and what he was trying to push. And it was like him and George Harrison were both kind of doing like putting their their time into movies because like. Harrison yeah, one Hank. of them produced Pow Wow Highway. Is that is that George Harrison? That's that George Harrison, that yeah. Okay. That's handmade films. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. That one is also Repo Man adjacent, so I get them confused. Yeah. Because it's like the producer of Repo Man directed that movie. Yeah, but it was yeah. uh, it was um, Harrison, and then Harrison also did uh, like Time Bandits. So that was more yes. his, his line yes. of stuff. So Pow Wow Highway is a little bit more outside, but since it's an American set movie kind of fits more into the like this kind of stuff that Nesmith was doing. But Nesmith was also like LA. Like he was doing yes. shit in like California. This is very LA, LA movie for mm-hmm. sure. And I do want to see like what Mike Nesmith like produced. Um let's see here. I'm gonna do that thing again where we do the we're alive. We're just looking. Yeah, at we're just gonna like let's looking stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cusack had already done uh, "Say Anything," right? That's no. "Say Anything" was after this. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I saw that. Eighty nine was, like, was "Say Anything." Mm-hmm. Okay, in IMDb they said, "Fun fact: uh, Tim Robbins did Boulderham and Cusack was in Eight Men Out." Oh, the two baseball movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Eight Man Out. I don't I know seen that one. I haven't seen it either. I know it's about the the scandal where they like tried to fix the World Series. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, after this he did that, and then he went on to do uh, Grifters. Also, I've seen oh, that one. I That's will uh, love Grifters. That's yeah, the dark, crazy yeah. movie. We got to watch that again. We've talking about watching that for yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's a classic too. I mean. I feel like his earlier years, he did a pretty, like, he got a few good ones in before he turned into, like, the total, like, just John Cusack, chick flick mm. magnet, you know? Yeah. And I then like it gross was, like... Blank a lot. That's amazing. Oh, I, yeah. Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about a soundtrack. I mean, that one was great. I mean, honestly, well, I mean, I guess Cusack wasn't, like, 
big enough at that point because I was going to say I'm surprised like The Clash wasn't snuck into the soundtrack mm-hmm. somewhere because like almost every music you know that Cusack has anything to do with they have The Clash in there somewhere yeah but, uh, let's see. Okay, so Nesmith did um, he did Elephant Parts? That was like his his own music video album, and then he did Time Writer, Repo Man. Uh, uh, what is that? And then Tapeheads. I think that's the last one that he did. So this just a handful three of movies. movies. Yeah. So I don't know what Time Writer is. Time Writer is like a time travel movie, hmm. uh, and I know it only that it got. Referenced on an episode of South Park one time. Uh, Hell yeah. Well, Repo Man is a damn classic. Yeah. I love. But this, not so much. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Fred uh, Fred Ward is in uh, Time Writer. Mm. Wait. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Fred Willard for a second. Oh, no. Whoa. Gotta check that thing out then yeah. for sure. But all right. Time cool. Rider, yeah, I'm looking Time at it right now. There yeah. it is. All right. So should we take a, a break and then come back with a big roundup? You know what? Let's do that, Will. All right. Back right after this. All right. rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Reagan Bush, aka Randy Big R Hire. Will, no, actually, Will, let's kick it to our guest, Liz. Liz. 
on a zero to five star scale, what would you rank tape heads and why? I think I'm going to give it a solid four. I mean, I think there's definitely room for improvement, but I just feel like there's just so many gems that I can watch this at any point and find something dumb to laugh at. Like, it's just a good feel-good movie. So I feel like for that point and reason, it deserves. But I won't. I will say, like, it's not perfect. I know there's room, so I'll give it a four. <laughs> I'll be realistic with my scoring. Hell Yeah. Will, kick it to you. All right. Zero I'm to al- five. I'm also giving this a four stars. I, I know it's not a perfect movie, but I do like this movie quite a bit. Uh, I, the Roscoe's chicken and waffle scene alone is something that's... Oh, it's classic. It's, it is such a highlight. I sometimes just show people that scene. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so stupid and funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, four stars from me. Randy. What do you think, Randy? I'm gonna Let's give hear it. it. Two and a half stars. <laughs> I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of other movies that have chaotic energy like this that I do like, I get, but like I don't like like I don't like Minute Work, for instance. Yeah. That's another movie where that. it's like I just Or what about Exit or OC and Stiggs? I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't like Exit to Eden either. Yeah, like, so, I don't know. This movie is, it's not funny to me. I don't know. I just, it, it's interesting. And I love that Liz loves it. I, I like that you like it too, Will. But uh, it's just not my deal. Yeah, I wish I it, it was, but it's I appreciate not. you giving it a good try. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's worth it. I know. I know it's not for everyone. I know, like everyone I show this to, it's gonna be like either you're gonna you're gonna like it or you're just gonna not be interested in it. So it's not. It's one that I will bring up to people, but I'm not gonna make anyone watch it. Right. Um, but it's like if you're into kind of this musical era, if you're into the music video thing, if you're into video production as I was, mm-hmm. it's definitely kind of like just a movie tailor made for some set of people. Yeah. Uh, but as far as recommendations, Liz, do you have anything recommended for people who maybe, uh, saw this and want to check out something similar? Oh, geez. Um, Hmm. I don't even know. I, that's catching me on off guard. Um, I'm sure I do. And I can't think of anything right now. I'm sorry. I fail. That's fine. I got one. Um, yeah, let's hear yours. It is a weird ass Christopher guest movie called the big picture with Kevin Bacon. Also oh, about a guy who makes uh, movies and, and, and music videos. Came out around the same time, maybe like, I want to say like 91, maybe at the latest. Uh, but also kind of the same energy, but not as like quirky, not as like a little bit more polished. Not too much more polished, but a little mm-hmm. bit more. Uh, but yeah, the the big picture. Oh, 1989, year, year after this. So mm. around the same era. Never seen uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon, Jennifer Jason Lee, directed by Christopher Guest. So uh, crazy. Yeah, I caught it on television one time. Uh, and, you know, it's like one of those early post Final Tap uh, Christopher Guest movies. And a lot of his, mm-hmm. a lot of his folks uh, kind of show up, I think, in there. A lot of little vignettes, um, oh, as awesome. far as like little uh, short films and stuff that, that they make. 
um, again, about movie making in the late 80s around the same time. So I'll just I'll stick with the Cusack theme and do a wild card here and just say if you want a more. uh, Well, I mean, it's kind of known. Uh, Road to Wellville is a great Mm, movie if you haven't checked it out for a Cusack movie that maybe isn't as well known, but also has a great star studded cast as well. And uh, is a fun one to watch if you haven't seen that one. Yeah, and you get him doing something kind of different too. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to recommend. Shit. Uh, Where he's like also out of his like typical like yeah romance yeah. rom com character. So Dana Carvey's in that movie too. Yes, and so sure is the little is. boy from Gummo. Oh, really? He's the oh, one yeah. that plays Dana Carvey as a kid, as a oh, child. Man, wow. Yeah, Shit. I don't know his name, but that weird. Yeah, Jacob something. Anyway, I would like to recommend Be Kind Rewind, (laughs) maybe I saw once that I kind of liked. I don't know. Have you seen that, Will? I haven't. I know that's Gondry is one of his like last big movies. Yeah, it's Uh, most deaf and Jack Black. Yeah. They accidentally erase all the tapes at the video store and then just like make their own version of Ghostbusters and shit. It's like it's like a fun I don't know. I liked it. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was pretty fun. And then another comedy about two guys who are pretty despicable forming a, a crazy business that I did like is Dirty Work. I'm going to recommend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love, I mean, Dirty Work is a movie that I didn't like so much when it first came out, but as time passes, it it gets better and better, in mm-hmm. my opinion. More funny. Is that the Norm MacDonald movie? Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I just wanted to make sure really I was funny. on the same page here. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember anyway, that one. So I'm going to write Dirty Work and Be Kind Rewinds. That's excellent. Well, that's very cool. Uh, Liz, what do you got going on? Anything you want to, anything you want to plug as we wrap up? I have up nothing here? to plug. I'm not exciting, but thank you for letting me be on your show. This has yeah. been super exciting. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed yeah. listening thank to you guys. So I'm glad to be here. Uh, thank you for bringing this again. I know I've said that a few times, but I do love this movie. Yes. Happy to bring uh, any weird movies that I can contribute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excellent. It's not just me arguing with Randy about. Right. What, yeah. What yeah. On, actually. Feel free to text me if you need backup on anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, what do you got going on? Oh, I know it's probably nothing. the same. Same old business. Chat piles, doing things. We have shows that may or may not have happened or may not maybe canceled at this point. Who knows? Or maybe who knows what's going to be. Happening. But you have some badass merch that people can buy, like those cool ass T-shirts right now. Yeah, right? T-shirts are true. Back. And hats. Hats are back. Yes. Question mark. We have hats, T-shirts, Grimace, smoking weed and stuff. And uh, we actually have a crazy T-shirt coming out at some point that I'm looking really looking forward to. That's a just insane design that I have contrived basically. I mean, I didn't do it, but I just was like, Garrett, can you do this? And he did it. And it's like, it's really dumb and it's going to be fun. It's like crazy long sleeves. I'm not going to reveal what it is now here and now, but yeah, just know that there's fun merch coming from Chapo and our album is going to be good. People are going to like it. So excellent. Yeah. I've been, uh, you had the new split single that just came out that I've been, playing pretty regularly as i wash dishes it's hell it's a fun yeah one. man it's, it's very fun yeah that's um, with our friends portrayal of guilt they have a new yeah. album i'll just go ahead and plug their new album 
coming out. Christ fucker just came out. It's good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, very cool. Um, I've got my normal stuff. Subdoc podcast, Nerd Rage of the Great Debates, Cathode Ray Mission. And then if you're into comedy variety shows, talkies every first Tuesday on Zoom and Twitch. Um, I think they're going to do a live one in October. I will not be there because I will be just coming back from Oklahoma City uh, for a visit, seeing my new niece, going to the Circus Cemetery in Hugo, Oklahoma. Yes, I've always wanted to go there. Hell yeah, I'm going. I'm super excited. I've only seen pictures, but the tombstones look badass. Yep. They look super cool. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole, there's a lot they of They have like pictures of like clowns and elephants and like mm. performers. Like they're all buried there. Yeah. It's super Very cool. Neat. Super weird. The whole yeah. town is weird. Um, down in the Southeast part of the state, wonderful part of the state. Uh, and then going to Dallas after that. Woo. Never thought I'd be going to Dallas again, but here we go. Hell yeah. DFW. <laughs> Yep, I'll be there for a night, and then I'll fly back to Oakland. So fucking yes. Uh, well, cool. Thank you all for coming on. It's another episode. Yeah, nice Liz. Thanks for coming. Yeah, on. thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, Randy, it was good. It was good to have another session with you. It's Definitely, Big Will. We're gonna have to schedule, figure out some movies to record live in person. I know. Uh, I, I got. Some... I demand two live in person recordings. Okay, we'll do two. We'll do two. I have time for two, so um, I do have to have family time because I. No, I know. It will, I did whatever not have, we get in, we'll yeah. get in. You know. Uh, I am. It is going to be a very busy week. I bet. Okay, see. Yeah. So, but I'll make time for people. Uh, well, very cool. Thank you both again. Let's wrap this up. Let's get on with our Saturday for a long weekend that we're celebrating. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We've recorded this in, in batches, and this is the last one of the day. So It's Labor Day weekend. Woo! I got to yeah. go to work now, but Wonderful. I got tomorrow off, so let's I got roll. The weekend off. And Monday, sort of have off. I, yeah. you know, I have a light load on Monday. So That's good. Indeed. Very cool. All right, Liz, again, thank you. Randy, thank you. Thank you, Big yes. Willie style. Until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Thank you.